0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to my little corner. Today I've got some beverages. I'm making this extra fancy. I'm doing the highly requested story of Behind Her Eyes, which is a six part limited series on Netflix that's based off of a book. And wow, that was six hours of a British accent and you might see me slip in, into a British accent. I am pouring me some June Shine right now. If you guys don't know about June Shine, let me tell you. You guys know me, I'm not a huge fan of beer. I'm not a huge fan of kombucha and they sent me like, I don't know if it was like PR but they sent me some June Shine and I gave it a taste and I was like I'm not gonna like it but because they sent it to me like if I like it I'm gonna keep it if I don't maybe I'll give it to my neighbors. I took a sip and I was so freaking confused. I was like where has this been all my life? Today's vlog is sponsored by June Shine and I want to mention that they're a hard kombucha that is insanely delicious. Do you see that? Oh yeah. It's low in sugar, easy on the gut, and it's full of probiotics. I don't know if you guys know me, but like I have many dedicated vlogs about how much I love probiotics. Maybe it has to do with the fact that they use green tea and honey, whereas um, regular kombucha, they use a ton of black tea, so it kind of has like that bitter, acidic taste. But with Juneshine, you don't really get any of that. It's got 6% alcohol that's naturally brewed from the kombucha. It's fruity, it's bubbly, it's light. Look at how pretty this one is. Whoa. This one is midnight painkiller. Naturally, if you're dieting or if you're trying to live a healthy, active lifestyle, what's something people always tell you? Stay away from alcohol! Well, let me tell you, you don't have to do that because I am introducing you to June Shine. (laughs) They have no artificial coloring. They don't have GMOs. They don't have any of like that high fructose corn syrup or like processed rice syrup that's really, really bad for you. And so it makes June Shine a lot less toxic for your body, but also the environment. And if you're like me and you're like, okay, like what parts of my life can I be a little bit more sustainable? Did you know the brewery that brews June Shine? It's 100% powered by renewable solar energy. Yes, and they plant as many trees as they take to like make their six pack boxes, and one percent of all of their sales get donated to an environmental nonprofit. Blood orange mint. This one, I don't even wince. I hate beer. I don't like kombucha. What is it? It tastes kind of like like a refreshing sparkling water with juice. The other night we were eating some seafood and watching WandaVision. I had two of these and I felt amazing the next morning and that almost never happens even with wine, even with beer. I always get a little bit of a headache in the morning. I had none of that. So make sure to use code BIS because I'm going to leave a link in the description so that you can get 20% off when you use the code BIS for your 18 pack of the best sellers. Trust me, you're going to go through it in like three days. (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom. We're getting into the six hour long. I'm going to try to condense this as much as possible. I wanted to do a two parter, but I'm I'm not gonna do that to you I'm gonna slam it into one Are so you yeah because honestly I thought I was gonna do three episodes for part one and three for the part two but nothing happened in part one <laughs> nothing happened until like the fifth episode so that would just be really shitty to do to you guys so let's do this it all starts with a woman by the name of Louise now immediately when you meet Louise she seems like kind of like your quirky friend like she's a single mom she's got this beautiful little nerdy son, beautiful nerdy son by the name of Adam and he's like one of the cute ones where he's like mom what are you doing and she's like oh I'm just gonna go meet my friend for drinks and he's like well you look really good mom like one of those nerdy boys right so you really really like the kid his name's Adam okay he's not really pertinent until later so she's getting ready she's putting on all these different clothes her babysitter comes and she's like thank you so much like I'm just gonna go meet a friend at a bar and I'll be back soon so she goes to the bar and she orders her drinks and as she's drinking you immediately get a sense of what kind of person Louise is because the person that she's supposed to meet her friend Sophie cancels on her texts her and says hey sorry can't make it I got a work thing hope it doesn't inconvenience you too much and you can see Louise reacting you can see her rolling her eyes but she texts back oh don't worry about it like is anything wrong? do you need help with anything? and then she just sits there she's just sitting there with her drink I wonder if anyone's going to offer to buy me a June shine here. You know, looking around and she's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave. So she pays her tab and she gets up and as she's walking out you guessed it, bitch. She bumps into a man with a suit on, okay? And he's got all of his drink now spilled on his suit and she's like, oh my god, what do I do? I'm so clumsy, Christian Grey. You know, and she's like, please, let me buy you a drink. Let me buy you a drink. And he's like, it's fine, it's fine. And he's just wiping off the juice of whatever his drink was from his shirt and she's like no seriously let me buy you a drink especially if you're not gonna be a dick about it because most guys they would have freaked out like let me just buy you a drink so she buys him a drink and as she's about to leave she pays for it she's like bye he's like so do you come here often And she's like, really? (laughs) So they kind of giggle and they sit down and you see this montage of them just talking until like everyone's leaving. It just seems like they're getting along really well. They're just talking about life stuff. Now there's so many parts of this movie that are unrelatable, this being one of them because how can you even hear in a place like this? There was so much music and noise but suddenly they're just like whispering about their lives in each other's ears and it's just like this romantic moment. And so she's just making him laugh. He's making her laugh. He had recently just moved from a different part of the UK So this takes place in the UK and um, he's starting his new job and he's just kind of excited about that, I guess. And they leave outside the bar and she's like, well, I'm, I'm this way. And he's like, well, I'm this way. Well, it's nice to meet you I don't even think they got each other's names And they're like well it's nice to meet you And they just start making out Like super intense Christian Grey vibes So at the beginning of this movie I thought it was going to be Christian Grey vibes right? Like this is some sort of like Oh this is going to be like a CEO dude Maybe he's like the next president You know the prime minister of the UK All of these things And then it went to being like a psychological thriller Of like does someone is someone a serial killer And then it went completely different so there's like three different parts to this so now we're in the christian gray part so they start making out and he pulls away and he says i'm sorry i can't do this and he just like scattles away he just like runs away and it's just a whole moment so Louise goes to work the next day and she's just thinking about that kiss she's thinking about his tongue in her mouth thinking about that moment outside you know and um as she's doing this paperwork it seems like she works at like a doctor's office like a a clinic so not necessarily a hospital and she's just uh, like doing admin work computer work and so she comes in and she's like oh well I'm gonna go get some coffee so the other receptionist is like okay like go in there I think our new boss is here and she's like oh okay cool So she goes to the break room And as she's pouring herself a coffee She can see one of the doors are open To one of the partners So it's a doctor's office So there's multiple partners mm-hmm. And um, the new boss Her new boss that she's going to be the secretary of Is sitting there with his wife And it's the guy from the bar last night
1: He's a cheater
0: He's a cheater But he's also her new boss oh. So we got all this like a romantic Christian gracious Going on, right? So she freaks out, she runs into the bathroom, and she hides in there the whole freaking day. And so he the whole day? Well, like for like an hour before he left. So he starts work tomorrow, but this was like him getting like his office set up, like getting a little tour of the place, and then he officially starts the next day. So she hid in the bathroom for like 30 minutes to an hour, and she's like telling her friend Sophie this at her house the next day, and she's like, I mean, it's freaking insane. Mm-hmm. And Sophie's like, Well, what did, what did you think about the white? And she's like, well, she's beautiful. She's really pretty, you know. But I mean, there was like no inkling. I I had no idea that he was married at all. There was no indication. I mean, when we met at the bar, it just seemed like he was sad more than anything. Just like really down, I guess. So Louise goes to sleep that night and she, the next morning, she's gonna obviously go to work and meet her new boss, aka Christian Grey, the guy that she made out with. And this is like the first inkling that maybe this isn't a Christian Grey story because she has this really intense nightmare. And it's the same nightmare throughout the entire series where she sees um, a woman laying in bed. It seems like maybe this is her mom, like an older woman, and there's a body of pills just dropping onto the ground so you see the pills fall out but instead of pills they're marbles right just falling all over the ground and then her little son is screaming mom help she rushes out and the hallway is super long and it's like an abandoned building and she keeps running and her son is like hitting the walls from the rooms and you can see the imprints of his hands through the walls just screaming like mom help and she's just trying to help her son and that's when she'll wake up and she's sleepwalking Like when she's running to help her son, she's like roaming around the house. And she wakes up terrified because I can only imagine how scary it is when you're sleepwalking and you're like Oh my god, like something bad could have happened, right? And like her son sleeping in his room So she freaks out wakes up now the next morning. Okay, now she's gonna meet Christian Grey But I want to give you a little lowdown on his marriage. So his name is David They haven't formally introduced himself yet, but he's David Ferguson and his wife is Adele Ferguson Now they're a very interesting couple. So Louise is a single mom She lives in like, you know this really really cozy, home-like apartment, whereas the Fergusons, they live in this really, really nice, beautiful house in this probably expensive part of the UK. I don't know what city this takes place in, like London. I don't fucking know. So they live in like this really beautiful house. Everything's kind of like gray. You know what I mean? Like that very um clean chic type of furniture. And Adele, she's got this clean chic like black hair bob blob. blob. <laughs> she's got a bob, you know. And they're always like eating tea for breakfast. Drinking tea drinking tea for breakfast and they like sit in their suits reading newspapers before work like they're that type of family But you can kind of tell that something is really really off because it seems like Adele is trying to make conversations with David talking about his first day of work Like are you excited and he's just not really into it like he just pretty much ignores her so maybe is he just like a sh- Yeti husband, like what's going on here? Right. And before he leaves for his first day of work, he forces her to take her pills. So she opens up this medicine cabinet and it's filled with like crazy amounts of pills. And she opens up a bottle, takes one out, puts it in her mouth, drinks water, opens her mouth so that he can make sure that she took her pills. And then he says, I'll call you later and just leaves. So the whole time that he's leaving, Adele is like, okay, well, like, love you. And he won't respond. So she like runs outside and she's like, have a good day at work. Like, love you. And he's just like, and then leaves. (laughs)
1: He's just kind of an
0: Ash. (laughs) And then, like, after he leaves, she'll just go lay on her bed on top of the covers with her shoes on, like a full-on psychopath. Like, it's all just so, so strange. Now, it gets even weirder because you see other snippets of their day, and you kind of don't know who's in charge. So, at first, you think, okay, maybe David is, like, this really evil husband, and she's, like, a stay-at-home mom and, like, or, like, a stay-at-home wife, and she's taking all these pills. Like, what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. But then, eventually, you start getting some odd vibes. So, for example, you know— Adele would say something like, well, I'm excited. This is our new job, our new life together. We're starting fresh. And he'll just look at her and say, I really, really hope that this is the last time because I can't keep doing this, Adele. So it kind of indicates like, okay, did they move from their last place because of Adele or because of this new job or because of David? Like, what's going on here? Like, who's in charge? Who's the reason for all of this, like, shenanigans? So Louise and David meet for the first time at work, and she is his secretary three days a week, and she's like, okay, this is really awkward. The first time that she meets him, like, officially at work, she's got ketchup all over her white blouse because she was eating, like, a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, and then the ketchup just, like, freaking fell on her shirt. It was, like, one of those whole corny moments and he's like oh my gosh are you stalking me and she's like what no like I'm, I'm your secretary this is a- this is weird. I mean, I, listen, 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 listen. It seems almost like Louise is the psychiatrist. So all of these people are psychiatrists Mm -hmm. and it seems like Louise is more mature than David because she's like, I, I'm not going to mention it to anyone. I don't really care. Let's just act like that never happened. We were super drunk. And also I really love my job. So I would just, you know, like, let's just, I want to keep my job and keep it not weird. So here we go. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, um, yeah, sure. Are you really a therapist, dude? And so she's like, okay, well, tell me if you need anything. And as she's about to leave his office, he's like, wait, can you show me around the area? You're a local, right? So he pulls out this big, massive map and he's like, okay, well, what area is good? What area is, you know, a little less good? All of that jazz. And she's like, well, that's where the rich people live. So on the other side, did you just move there? Yeah. Okay, well, um, this, this, I would avoid this area at night. Maybe this one too, not a really good area. And you see him kind of circling these areas with a red marker. So like you have this thought, maybe he's a serial killer. Maybe he's going to target these bad areas. I mean, that's just where my brain went. And she's like, why? Like what's going on? This is like really extensive research. Do you go out at night all the time or something? And he says, well, you see, addiction work is my specialty. So I like to go out into these, you know, more impoverished areas and help people with addiction. And that's just what I like. And so she's like, well, that's really sweet of you. So she leaves. Now, Adele, like I said, she's got this issue. She likes to be psychopathic and lay in her bed with her shoes on on top of the sheets and not really sleep with her little chic bob just... In her multi-million dollar London House right just like this right And she starts having these flashbacks So we find out that Adele was actually In a mental institution prior to all of this When she was probably like 17 years old 18 years old she was housed in a Mental facility and it kind of Gives you like this vibe of like okay you've got this Like crazy wife like mentally ill Wife maybe that's why she's on these Meds it kind of lures you into that Path Mm -hmm. and she had this really Really good friend in that mental institution And he's gonna become a pivotal Part of this entire story His name is Robert But she calls him Rob So they It's interesting So Adele's background She's from Scotland And she grew up As this massive heiress She Her parents Were filthy loaded They had a castle They had an estate They had just So much So much money And she was put Into this mental institution When she was around 17 years old Because there was This really intense fire Inside of her castle And both of her parents Died in the fire Whereas Adele There was someone who was you know driving by or had seen the fire and we'll get into it later but um that person had pulled her out of the fire Mm. out of the burning castle so she ended up surviving she inherited this massive wealth at like 17 years old but they were like we gotta make sure you're okay because your parents both just died so we're gonna put you in a mental institution just to make sure right and she was probably losing it a little bit so she's in this mental institution she meets rob rob is from the opposite side of scotland so she he grew up in a really impoverished area his family all do drugs he is there because he's addicted to heroin he can't stop doing heroin he loves heroin i was gonna say heroin is crack but like heroin is heroin that doesn't make any sense so you know um he's there for addiction issues and they meet and the reason that they start bonding is because adele she's really good at kind of reigning in her nightmares. She's got these really intense night terrors, is what they call it, and she found out how to control her dreams a little bit. In the sense, you know how uh, we would call it lucid dreaming? So Mm -hmm. that's pretty much like what she did. So she would constantly have these nightmares about her parents dying every single day. And Mm -hmm. so nowadays when she goes to sleep, she's able to control what she dreams about because she doesn't want to dream about that. She wants to dream about like happy, you know, flower fields and stuff. Now, Robert, he has these crazy dreams too. And that's why he's in this institution. Like he does all these drugs. The dreams get worse. The hallucinations get worse. And it's just like this rapid fuel. Mm -hmm. And so she's teaching him like, I can teach you how to lucid dream. Don't worry. So that's how they start bonding and it almost seems like a really really wholesome friendship and you kind of wonder like why they didn't end up together because it almost seems loving it seems like robert loves her it seems like rob really really loves her for like who she is type of vibe Meanwhile, on the other side of town, Louise is having the same night terrors. So Louise is constantly going to sleep, waking up, sleepwalking. At one point, um, she had walked out to her balcony while she was sleepwalking. And the only reason that she woke up from this nightmare chasing after her son is because she bumped into the balcony. And she kind of like threw her body back and her entire arm got scratched up on something. So now she's got blood on her arm. She's waking up from this intense nightmare. She just realized that she could have died if she fell over the balcony. And she's just having a really day and her son's not even there because her son is spending time with his dad this weekend Mm -hmm. so she goes back to sleep and the next morning the son gets dropped off by her ex-husband and this is where just like a bombshell drops the ex-husband says hey you know my girlfriend lisa well she's pregnant and we're gonna go to the south of france for the summer and we invited adam and she's like no absolutely not like how long are you guys going you're trying to take away my son for like a month no 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 way in hell are you doing that right Mm -hmm. and he says listen I already told Adam. And Adam's like listening to the conversation you know in the little corner of the hallway and he's like please mom and she's like nope absolutely not you're not going to France nope and she just shoves her ex-husband out the door and slams it shut locks it and Adam being the little seven year old he is he's like I hate you mom and goes into his room so Louise is freaking out she's like this is too much going on I've had these night terrors my boss I made out with him he's married my son's gonna leave for a month so she calls her best friend Sophie to come over and she starts telling. Telling Sophie like I just don't understand what went wrong like I feel like I was the practice wife for my ex-husband I feel like we got married we had Adam and then he cheated on me and then now he's like getting another girl pregnant he just like met her and now he wants to take the whole family to the south of France like no I'm not no that's not happening yeah but Louise don't you think that if you don't let your son go you're gonna be the villain think about it the next month he's not gonna want to hang out with you he's gonna be pouting he's gonna be upset And what? You're not going to spend any quality time with him. He's just going to end up hating you more. So Louise tells her son Adam, just one month, you're going to go to the south of France for summer break, and you're going to come back, and we're going to have fun. And so he's like, oh my God, like, remember when I said I hate you? I didn't really mean it. Like, I was just kidding. JK, (laughs) lol, kids. You know kids these days and so she's like all right all right get it together get your backpack i gotta drop you off at school so he's like thank you mom love you so he grabs his backpack they walk to the school together and she says bye to him and as she's leaving to go back home she bumps into someone at a corner and this woman just dramatically falls on the ground she's like on her back on the sidewalk right now and we find out it's adele so adele literally ate and she gets up and she's like it's okay It's okay she has no idea who Louise is and Louise is like Fuck, "Like I know this girl like I saw her at the office I know that this is the wife of the husband That I just made out with like a couple days Ago and she's like oh um Oh yeah, yeah like nice to meet you I'm Louise are you are you like Mrs. Ferguson and she's like huh And she's like shaking her hand and she's like oh Um I'm your husband's secretary and I I saw your your pictures on His desk so I kind of remembered your face And she's like oh you work for Dan- David, oh, well, I insist, like, I was just going to go get some coffee. Since you're off today, like, let's just grab some coffee together. And Louise is like, oh, no, I couldn't. I have so many things to do. You know, I got to go make out with other husbands. I got to go. And so she's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is the least... You can do after bumping into me. So let's let's go get some coffee. So Adele guides her to the little coffee shop. They sit down and they start talking. Now, the conversation is a little bit weird. So Adele confides in Louise that she's never worked a day in her life. She's only worked about five minutes as like a florist, like a flower person, because, you know, they come from money. And I was just like, okay, that's a little weird out of nowhere. She has no friends in London. She's explaining all of that. And she asks Louise, well, what happened to your arm? Um, (laughs) Oh, It's nothing, um, it's a night terror, night, nightmares. Huh. Night terrors. You have night terrors? Yeah, but it's, it's never that scary until I wake up, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess it's scary when I'm dreaming, but it's, yeah, it's... Huh. How often do you have night terrors? Um... And that's when David calls Adele. So she picks up the phone and she completely lies. So she does not tell David that she's getting coffee with his secretary or met his secretary. She just says, I went to go get some paint samples and now I'm drinking some coffee and I'm going to be home soon. And Louise is listening to all of this. So she hangs up her phone and Adele asks Louise for her phone number and mentions to Louise that maybe we don't tell your boss this. Maybe we don't tell David this because, you know, he's a little weird about mixing home life and work life together. So it'll be our little secret. So she gets Louise's number and Louise is freaked out during all of this. Like the whole time during this little coffee chat, you can see that Louise is uncomfortable. She doesn't want to be here. And so as she's leaving, now Adele has her number. She's like, Dude, like what did I just get myself into? She gets a text message and it's Oh, it's me, Adele and she turns around and it's Adele like waving from the coffee shop still inside. I don't like, like just that. seems really like clingy, so Louise is like, Oh f- fork. Like, this is the worst case scenario. What is this?
1: Instant regret.
0: (laughs) Instant regret. So Adele goes home, and she drops all of her meds into the sink while she's, like, humming. Like, really crazy woman vibes, right? So she's dropping her meds, and she's waiting on calls. She's thinking about Louise, thinking about the coffee date, and she gets a phone call on the landline. She picks it up, and it's David checking in on her, again, asking her if she took her meds, again. And she says, yes, I absolutely did and he's like well i'm gonna be home late because i'm gonna go do some addict work like i'm gonna go hit these communities and try to talk to some people all of that jazz and she asks him do you ever think about what they think of you what are you talking about adele do you ever think maybe they think you're annoying maybe they don't want to stop doing drugs well adele i guess that would suck because that's my life's work well i was just saying anyways love you And he just hangs up. So during all of this, he like never says I love you back. So she's like, bye, I love you. He never says it back. And this kind of triggered Adele. She hangs up the phone and she immediately goes into her room, her bedroom that she shares with her husband, David. And she starts painting a bunch of samples. She's got these like sage greens, dark greens. She had some blues and she's looking at the wall of samples and she's getting angry. She's like having flashbacks to David, like, you know, making her take pills and all this and she just starts angrily painting the wall when she's done she takes a look back and we see that she painted an intense forest on the wall like i'm talking a whole ass bob ross painting on her wall and we get a little flashback at the end of the episode to there's a well inside of this forest it seems like it's a real place that she painted not just like ooh, i like trees right Mm -hmm. and inside of that well there's a dead body So she paints this. She's content with herself, okay? And then she lays back on her bed like a little psychopath. I'm sorry. I just think it's crazy. Shoes on, on the bed, on top of your covers with your little bob? I'd be alarmed. She lays back onto her bed, and she has more flashbacks about the mental hospital. So for me, it kind of feels like maybe she loved Rob, but for whatever reason, she ended up marrying David, and like that pissed her off or something because she has all of these really fond memories of Rob. So there was an instance where... You know, her and Rob are talking, and someone comes out and says, Hey, you've got a phone call, and it's a nurse, and she's like, who is it? It's David, and she's like, oh, exciting! So it seems that she knew David since she was young. So Mm -hmm. she rushes to answer the phone call, and she's like, David, I miss you, right? And the nurse even tells Rob, like, don't even try. Girls like her never marry someone like you. And just, like, walks away. And Rob jokingly tells the nurse, well, don't worry, I like dicks anyway. So he's that's like okay. jokingly telling the nurse, like, I'm not even into girls, so fork you, lady, you know, because that's a really rude thing for her to say, right? Yeah. And so she's talking on the phone with David, and she's saying, listen, I really, I'm so excited, I made a friend. I made a friend, and it's it's nice because I feel like we're both helping each other, and I'm helping him with his night terrors, he's helping me get through things, and it just feels feels nice to like have someone to talk to in here. So David's like, should I be worried that you just like met this guy in the hospital and he's your best friend? And she's like, no, you're so silly. I can't wait for you guys to meet. Once we get out of here, you guys are going to meet and you guys are going to be best friends too. And it just seems like a really cute relationship almost. And she hangs up the phone and that was her flashback. So immediately she wakes up from her little psychopathic sleep and she's like, oh my God. She rummages into her closet and starts looking for something and she finds it. Inside of a box, there's this red notebook and it seems like it was Rob's notebook and the first page she reads it out loud it said something along the lines of um I pinch myself I count all my fingers I look at my watch I look away and I imagine a door So she's like loving this notebook, okay? Uh, Maybe it was like a love letter from Rob to Adele and she's like reminiscing about her past, right? So she takes this notebook and David comes home and she says, David, I'd love to show you what I painted our room with. And she drags him upstairs and he takes one look at the forest painting and you can immediately sense that something is off because he says, why would you do this? What's wrong with you? Why would you do this? And he just leaves. So David goes to work the next day, and he's in a pissy mood because that forest really pissed him off. So he goes to work. He's yelling at everyone, all the receptionists. You know, when Louise comes in, they're like, don't, don't go into Dr. Ferguson's room. Like, seriously, don't do it. He's like in a really shitty mood. Just give him his, like, email him. Don't, don't talk to him. And she's like, why? Why is he in a shitty mood? Well, I got to give him the files for the next patient. So she knocks on the door, opens it, and she places the files on the, you know, desk. And she sees that the picture of him and Adele That's on his desk is flipped down. So she just picks it up because she thought maybe there was a mistake. It got knocked over. And he says, just leave it. She's like, all right, geez, Louise, like, what's wrong with you? And as she's about to leave, he's like, why don't you knock next time? And she's like, all right, you asshole, I did. I literally knocked. Um, Sorry, next time I'll wait to be summoned into your office. And she, like, slams the door shut because, like, that's so freaking rude, right? And so she sits down and she sees that she has these text messages from Adele asking her to go to the gym. And it seems like originally Louise was just going to ignore the shit out of her and try to c- just cut that relationship off because how weird. But with that interaction, of David being such an asshole she was like you know what I am gonna go to the gym with his wife so she texts her back and is like yes Adele I would love to go to the gym with you So Adele's like, great, I'll pick you up. What's your address? So Louise goes home after work, and she's like frantically cleaning up her apartment. She's like getting stuff ready, and she's like looking around like, oh, God, like this doesn't look good. And Adele comes knocking on the door, and she's allowed in. And Adele, I mean, what's interesting about this is that she's saying all the right things. She's saying, I love your house. It's so cozy. It's like a home, like a real home. But she's looking around too intently. Like she'll walk to the kitchen, and Louise is like, oh, let me just grab my stuff from my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And you see Adele walking from from the kitchen to the bathroom. She even opened up her her son's room, Adam's room, and looked in there, went into Louise's room behind her, and looked around a little bit. So she seems incredibly nosy. Like, something weird is going on here, right? And so Louise is like, alright, are you ready? So they hit the gym together, and they start going to the sauna afterwards. And that's where a lot of shit starts happening. So this is the first time Adele actually opens up about all of this to Louise. She starts talking about her marriage with David, having no idea that Louise made out with David or any of that. And she's like, well, I got married when I was 18, and that was like 10 years ago, um, his parents, they ran the farm on our estate. So they worked for us. And yeah, it was interesting because when I was 17, there was a fire inside of our castle and we were all asleep. And it was on the wing where my parents slept because, you know, castles have wings. And I slept on the east wing. They were on the west wing and the fire broke out in the middle of the night. And I don't think they really stood a chance, but I got woken up by David who had seen the fire and he dragged me out. And both of my parents died in the fire. And you know, even David, he was burned pretty badly all over his arms. And yeah, I'm I'm really lucky to be alive. So Louise is like, oh shit, like that's crazy. Like, I'm so sorry. And Adele's like, it's fine. Well, do you want to get some pizza or something or a salad? And she's like, yeah, yeah, like let's go get lunch. So as they're leaving the gym, Adele looks at her clock and realizes, oh my God, oh my God, the time is slipping. I thought it was, okay. Do you mind if we just do lunch at my place? I need to be home. I need to be home by 2.30. We can just do a light snack and I can drop you off afterwards. So Louisa's like, um, yeah, I guess that's fine. So they drive over to the Ferguson's house and it's this beautiful house. And Louisa shook. Like she's looking around like, holy cow. I mean, this is probably way more than what David could afford. Because like I said, Adele comes from a ton of money, right? Like this looks like that type of house. Mm. Like not just like, oh, I'm a psychiatrist like here's my house right it looked like this is a rich person's house like a rich rich person's house so she's just looking around like holy cow and she's like making lunch and they get a call on the landline so Adele picks it up and starts talking and Louise is confused by this immediately after Adele hangs up the phone Louise is like does he call you on the landline every day to make sure you're home yeah but it's no big deal and Louise is like what that's just so weird like you're almost 30 like why is he so possessive and if if he's so possessive why is he making out with people at the bar you know but he she doesn't say this she's just like that's weird Mm -hmm. and so they start eating in their little garden and adele keeps asking about the night terrors again adele's like tell me more about your dreams did you ever try to get help from it did you see a doctor did you see a therapist and louise is just saying listen no therapist wants to listen to my night terrors because the thing with night terrors is they say that you can't really remember them when you wake up so they think that maybe i'm not having night terrors and sleepwalking because most people don't remember their sleepwalking but but i do i remember it all i remember every detail and It's just a lot, and no one thinks there's something wrong with me. And Adele tells her, well, I think they're wrong. Because I used to have night terrors too, and I remember every single one of them. And she looks at Louise, and she says, you and me, Louise, we're special. We're different. And so she gives her a red notebook, the one that she had digged up that was written by Rob, and says, "Um, this is everything that you need to know. Everything you need to know to stop the night terrors is in this book, and this helped me. And she even says, you know, what's even crazier is that you can even choose your dreams, Louise. You can choose what you dream about, whatever you want. It's called lucid dreaming and it works. I did it. But you have to have an open mind. And Louise is just kind of like sitting there like, what? And so Adele gets embarrassed and she's like, oh my God, okay, it's fine. I don't want you to think I'm like part of a cult or anything. Like it's just, I just wanted to help. You don't have to. You must think I'm freaking crazy or something And Louise is like, no, 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 no Seriously, it's not like When my mom passed away, I went to a clairvoyant And she knew things about my mom She knew things about my mom that she shouldn't have known Nobody told her I didn't tell her anything And she knew all of these things So trust me, I don't think you're crazy I don't think you're in a cult I believe that these things are really real. And thank you. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to practice. So she takes the notebook home and she's sitting on her couch and she goes through all of this and she's getting ready for Adam to go to France. So there's just a lot going on in Louise's life. She's like trying to start lucid dreaming. Her son's going away for a month. She doesn't even know what she's gonna do for a month. Like she's only been with her son for seven years. Like what is she gonna do all of a sudden? So Adam leaves. His dad picks him up and she's reading this notebook on the couch and she's reading from Rob's perspective. So not only is it kind of like a guide on how to lucid dream, but it's really about Robert's life while he was in this mental institution. So Rob is talking about how he really wants to fix himself. He wants to fix himself for Adele. He would do anything for Adele, honestly. And he's writing about how much he loves her and just, she's just different. There's something about her. She's just so alive. And just beautiful and so kind and I don't know there's just something about Adele so he starts talking about his dreams and he always has the same one almost every single time just like Louise which is the fact that he's in this abandoned building and all of these drugged up people like they are um, they look like those posters for don't do drugs you know where they've got like patches on their face but almost mixed with a zombie so exaggerated and they're just chasing after him and he starts screaming and screaming and screaming and he can't even get the image out of his head that when he's not even in deep sleep the minute that he closes his eyes that's the first thing that he thinks about and it's just terrifying and so she's reading all of this and she gets a knock on the door so she's like what the fork so she opens it and it's David and David is like oh um I just wanted to I was in the area I, I just wanted to check in you called out sick today and she's like okay sorry I wasn't really sick I my son is leaving for France today. He just got picked up, and I just wanted to spend some extra time with him. Sorry, I'm not really sick. Don't fire me. And he's like, that's okay. That's okay. So she's like, do you want, do you want to come in? Maybe for a glass of wine. So they sit down, and they start drinking some June shine. Not really, but they should be. And David is being an asshole because he's all like, I'm so glad that I met you. Like, you know, have you ever thought about it? We make each other laugh. I don't remember the last time I laughed like this with anyone. I mean, get a grip. Get a divorce. Go home to your wife, dude. And so she's like, yeah, but but that was not. That wasn't fate. Like, us meeting at the bar was not fate. That just, that kind of ruined everything, you know? And so he's like, no, no, no. I'm serious. Think about it. Did you ever feel like this with anyone? And she's like, alright, I think you should go. So she leads him to the door, and they're both saying bye to each other but of course they don't because they start making out and they eventually full-on do it
1: come on
0: so then we have like literally the next two episodes of just the, the parallels of David and Louise getting closer together, them constantly doing it, but also Louise being like, no, we can't do this. You're married. You're my boss. But also like I I had a relationship where I was cheated on. My ex-husband cheated on me with someone from work. So we really can't do this. Meanwhile, David is like, no, we've got to do this. You're the only one that makes me happy. My wife is nothing. And Adele, on the other hand, she's sitting at Home cooking five course meals waiting For her husband to get home she's just like sitting At the dining table and just waiting 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 and then he'll open the door And he won't even realize that she's sitting There and she'll be like please let's eat dinner We haven't shared a meal in forever and he's Just like no too tired and we'll just Walk up the stairs and they start Getting into arguments and she would keep Asking him which I think is very interesting Is it happening again is It happening again so does That mean is he always having affairs or is He doing something that's like making them get into a tense relationship but mm-hmm. Adele would ask David is it happening again and David gets so defensive and so mad and says I don't know Adele you tell me are we gonna move somewhere new again do I need to find a new fucking job now and just like runs up the stairs again now, meanwhile, all of that back and forth is happening. Adele is texting Louise, like, hey, you're kind of ghosting me. Like, what's wrong? I thought we had a really, really good time at the gym the other day. Is everything okay? Like, did I do something to offend you? Like, what's going on? And Louise, with all that guilt, all that shame, but also probably the uncomfortableness, she keeps rejecting her text. She's like, I don't want to text her back. I don't know what to do. She's just like, I'm just going to put my phone away. And she starts noticing, like, maybe... Maybe something's weird. So now that she's getting into this weird relationship with David, she's concerned about some of the things that Adele was saying about David, you know, about that he calls the landline every day to make sure that she's home. Like, just weird stuff. And I think maybe the curiosity gets the best of her because when you work in, like, that office environment, she can actually pick up the phone and listen to any of the calls that David has because she's the secretary. She can transfer people to his line. She can listen. And so she starts listening every time he calls Adele when she's supposed to be home
1: at 2 30 yes
0: at 2 30 p.m and this phone conversation was just really strange it seemed like adele was the right one like adele is the nice person the whole time she's like hey i'm just um like just went to the gym today this is what i did and david's like do i need to adjust your meds again and she's like no i mean i feel good and he's like yeah that's what i'm afraid of and so she's like no seriously i'm okay you don't need to do that just what are you gonna be home for dinner And he's like, no, I'm going to be working late. Okay, well, love you. And he just hangs up on her. So now Louise is like, okay, like, who am I getting in bed with? Literally, like, why is this guy like this? Is he going to start treating me like this in, like, a week? Like, is he just this type of douche? So she texts Adele back because she wants more information. And she says, hey, sorry, just a busy week. Like, let's meet up. So they meet up for lunch and they start talking. And Adele is like, I just don't know what's going on with my husband. I know, I know it's weird that I'm talking to you about your boss and I'm your boss's wife, but... I don't have any friends in London and it's just weird. I'm worried about him. He's just drinking a lot more than he normally does. He feels really stressed and just detached. And is there something going on at work? And, you know, Louise is uncomfortable. She's like, no, maybe it's just stress. And Adele's like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't even sleep in our room anymore. Like, I just, I just don't know what's going on. And so she's like, I'm glad that we're friends though. I finally have someone to talk about. And Louise is like, yeah, me too. (laughs) But <laughs> work it, Louise girl get out of there and so Louise goes home and David and Adele they have more adjustments to their meds he's making sure she's taking all their meds checking her mouth all of that jazz right but she's getting smarter so Adele after she takes her new medication he leaves her work she immediately throws up into the sink so that she doesn't have that you know metabolize in her body so it seems like she's on to him meanwhile Louise is in this great mental debate so she's talking to her best friend Sophie and her best friend's like you need to whatever's happening." happening, you need to get out of this because it's not going to end right for you. There's going to be someone who loses and it's going to be you. They're a married couple. Like, you're going to get hurt from this. Like, why are you even, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Louise says, I don't know. The weirdest thing is I like them both. It's weird. Like, I like, you know, I like David. He seems lonely and sad and it seems like he's unhappy in the marriage but I know that he can be happy I mean he's a very funny person whereas Adele on the other hand she's kind and she's generous and you would think that she wouldn't be but she's also really lonely so I I don't know I'm just kind of drawn to both of them So Louise continues on her affair, and this is one part that's kind of important. So she's in bed with David, and she sees all of the burns on his arms because David had pulled Adele out of the fire. Remember that I said that? And Mm -hmm. she asks, acting like she doesn't know shit, she's like, what happened to your arm? Mm -hmm. And he's like, there's a fire. That's it? That's it? Just there's a fire? Like, come on, what happened to your arm? And he says, well, I, um, I saw a fire in someone's house, and I helped save a girl. Yeah. What, what happened to that girl? Oh, I don't really know. You saved a girl out of a burning house and you never followed up on her? Um, no. So Louise goes to sleep and she starts now incorporating all of this into her nightmares. Now she's having nightmares of her mom You know, taking her life probably is what it's insinuated. And then her son being trapped in walls. And then every time she opens a door in this long hallway looking for her son while he's screaming, Mom, help, please. Now she opens it and she sees Adele burning in a room. And then she opens another one and she sees David burning in a room. And it's just, it's just too much going on.
1: She hasn't learned lucid dreaming.
0: Not yet. She's reading the notebook but she still isn't capable of doing it yet, you know. She's still having these nightmares. Meanwhile, Adele is doing some suspicious ass- okay so she's laying in her bed with her shoes on psychopathic and i'm kidding i'm sorry if you lay in your bed with shoes on but it's really unhygienic and unsanitary don't do it but you're not a psychopath (laughs) but she might be so um she's laying in her bed and she's having more flashbacks to her being at the mental institution so this one is her inside of this boardroom with all of these dudes in suits and she's signing a bunch of papers and she comes out and she sees rob and rob's like what were you doing in there like are you leaving soon and she's like no not yet i haven't been you know ready to go yet but there's just a lot going on i'm underage and um the taxes for the property were due and just like the maintenance i think the bills were piling up so i just signed some things under david he's like what you just signed over millions of dollars millions of pounds to david it's just easier this way by the way i mean i trust david he'll always take care of me we're gonna get married
1: she said that yeah Uh uh-oh I mean,
0: I I know, I know, Adele, but don't you think it's weird? Don't you think you should have at least waited till you got out of here to sign some things under his name? No, Rob, he's not, just wait till you meet David. He's not like that. Besides, I'm wearing his watch right now. So Adele was wearing this really like big men's watch, like a nice watch, a beautiful watch. And she said, I'm wearing his watch. What is it? I think it was like a Rolex. Mm. And she's like, I'm wearing it because he can't put it on because he has skin grafts, because he saved me from the fire. Trust me, David is not trying to take advantage of me. Now, whatever this flashback did to Adele, she got really pissed because she woke up from her little flashback. And she decides to start going into these very, very dangerous areas of London. And you can see these people sitting outside, you know, transferring money, transferring little things. Like, they're drug dealing, okay, over there. And she's looking around and she's trying to talk to people, like trying to buy some drugs, I think. And everyone's just walking away because she looks... She looks like a prim-proper lady, or she looks like a cop. Like, it's just, you don't you don't really see that in this neighborhood. So everyone's like, ugh, bye. So she approaches a girl, and she's like, do you know where I can buy some heroin? And that girl just straight up punches her in the face for whatever reason. So she goes home with this ginormous <laughs> oh black gosh. eye, huge. David comes, he's freaking out, and she's like, no, I opened the little kitchen cabinet, and I wasn't looking, I was just moving too fast, and it poked me in the eye. And he was just like, okay, well, I'll I'll get you some painkillers. And he's leaving. And she's like, wait, since you already since you already took the time off of work, why don't why don't we just spend the day together? And he's like, no, Adele, I I'm just gonna go back to work. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Go save a bunch of other people. And what about your marriage? Who cares? There's always more meds for all of that. And so he just looks at her and he's like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't control you anymore. What's wrong with you, Adele? And she says, well, you know that you can never leave, though, right? Because we have secrets. Things that we can never tell anyone. Anyone else. It's just you and me, David. You know that, right? You know you can never leave, right, David? So this is where, like, the shit show starts happening. So Louise is actually able to start lucid dreaming at this point. So she's pinching herself. She's counting her fingers. She's looking at a watch or a clock, looking away. And she keeps imagining this door. Now, once she opens that door, instead of seeing people burning, instead of seeing her son dying, she sees her old child at home, but everything's perfect. Like, you know how you would imagine it? Like, the sun is shining. It it almost looks like a cartoon because everything's perfect. And she's eating some apple pie. She goes out into the backyard. Her son is playing in the backyard. David's barbecuing over there. And it just seems like the perfect life. And so she's able to control her dreams now. Meanwhile, David is having some problems with Anthony, who is a patient that he, he's like an addict, so he's trying to recover, he's trying to, um, he was turned in by his parents to the therapist, so Anthony somehow gets David's address, because David had a ton of patients, and he didn't have any openings for Anthony recently, Mm -hmm. so Anthony finds David's address, comes to the house to try to get some help, he's like, "Uh, where's Dr. Ferguson? He He promised me he would help me, and I need help, right? And now, David wasn't home, but Adele was, so she she opens it and she's only showing half her face and she's like who are you mm-hmm. I, i'm anthony uh, Is it's your husband home is he dr david he he promised he would help me he promised he would help me and he's not he's not in the office and she comes fully into the door frame and she's got that black eye and it's looking very suspicious and she's like he's not home are you sure yes you need to leave Are you okay, ma'am? Yes, you need to leave. Did he hurt you? Do you need help? So he, like, scatters off. I don't know what he's going to do. We're going to find out in a little bit. So Adele is now, like, setting it up to, like, take her own husband down. I don't know. It's just all sorts of weird. Now, Adele, with her black eye, she goes to pick up Louise. And Louise is like, what's going on with your eye? And she's like, oh, it was just, like, a, an incident. Don't worry about it. And they go jogging in a park. And Louise tells Adele that she finally started lucid dreaming. And Adele is really excited for her. So the next day, Louise goes to work. And Anthony and his parents are talking to the boss, the main boss the one that's even in charge of David right Mm -hmm. and they come out and she's like asking all of the other receptionists like what's going on why are they in there together and they're just like I don't know something about Dr. Ferguson must be serious because they're getting him involved you know the main doctor Mm -hmm. and she's just waiting there and waiting there and she sees the main doctor walk out the family Anthony walks out and he goes into Dr. David's office and they start having this intense conversation and then she sees that someone had picked up the phone So she starts listening to their phone conversation. And the doctor, the main boss doctor, called Adele in front of Dr. David. And he says, listen, a patient came in here saying that you needed help, he came to your house, and he's saying that you said that he beat you. And he gets quiet on the line. And then she waits and Adele says, oh my gosh! That's insane! Oh, no, I think, oh, God, no, David has been so sweet. I think the only problem is that he married someone who's so clumsy. I I really, genuinely just hurt myself on the kitchen cabinet. I, man, I I didn't tell anyone that a patient stopped by because I didn't want him to get in trouble. I didn't want to get him, you know, dropped from David's patient list, especially when it seemed like he needed a lot of help. But, no, I don't know what he thought he saw, but definitely not. David would never...
1: Does she sound suspicious?
0: No, she sounds sincere. Okay.
1: It's like really weird. Okay. And
0: so Louise is a little suspicious, but the main boss is like, yeah, okay, well, we know how patients can be. And he hangs up the phone and everything seems to be okay again. Now, later we'll see that um, Adele meets up with Anthony, the patient, in a park, and he gives her a bunch of heroin. <sighs> she just is like trying to explain that maybe her husband is abusive. The only thing that can get her through is some heroin. So it seems like she's doing drugs I don't know, there's just a lot going on with Adele Meanwhile, Louise, she's getting really uncomfortable She's having this affair, she's friends with Adele But also she's having these weird suspicions About the person that she's having this affair with And she even straight up asked David Did you punch your wife in the face? And he's like, no, I don't believe That she hit herself with a kitchen cabinet And you don't believe that I didn't punch her So you know what, if you think that I would punch her Then this isn't even, they get into a huge fight Right? Mm -hmm. So Louise is like, whatever, fork you She goes back home and she starts reading Rob's journal and in this journal Rob is just voicing a lot of concerns about David which is making things worse for Louise you know and saying things like it just it doesn't make sense you know he doesn't want Adele to leave because inside the mental institution they're equals they wear the same clothes they do the same activities they eat the same food but the minute that she leaves you know she constantly says that they're gonna be friends even outside but that's just not how the real world works she'd be disgusted if she saw me in the real world so I just I'm kind of sad about her leaving but on top of that something's just not right with david i mean did he really just happen to see the house on fire in the middle of the night and then just just saved adele and now he has all of her money like something's just not adding up and so she's reading this and she's like something's not adding up Okay, now this is where I might lose a bunch of people. So Adele starts lucid dreaming. So you can tell that Adele lucid dreams. So Louise is now learning lucid dreaming, but Adele has already, you know, she's done it. She lucid dreams and she's dreaming, but she is now inside of David's office and she's hearing David confess his love to Louise. Now, this makes you kind of question, like, is she actually there? Did this scene actually happen, or is this all, like, a dream? And Adele knows that they're doing it. Like, what's going on? Is this her suspicions that turned into a nightmare? It's mm. just all sorts of weird. And so that day, she rushes to the gym, and she tells the gym staff, hey, like, my name is Adele Ferguson, and I would love, I would love to add um, an extended membership for my good friend Louise. So they said okay like we have to do some paperwork um, Do you mind if we call you at a later time To finish up the paperwork And she says call me anytime after 6 So she goes home She starts prepping dinner And the landline starts ringing And she doesn't pick it up And David's home so he picks it up And they say hi we're at the local gym And we were just trying to confirm the extra membership For Louise Barnsley And David's looking at the phone like what the fork An extra membership for who Louise Barnsley Why are you calling us about it? Willie was requested by Adele. So now he's learning that they're fucking friends.
1: Did Adele do this on purpose?
0: Yes, it seems like it. So he immediately storms downstairs and he sees Adele cooking. He goes behind her. She She stays cooking. And he goes through her phone and sees all of the text messages with Louise. So he rushes out and Adele is smiling. What? So he rushes straight to Louise's house and he's just like breaking up with her he's like you're disgusting like do you know how crazy you look right now like you look freaking crazy like we're having this affair yeah this is bad but you befriended my wife you don't know anything about our marriage stay out of our lives stay out of our marriage Jesus Christ
1: He didn't blow up on the wife yeah okay
0: because I think he already hated the wife. But, like, he thought Louise was different, and now he's finding out that Louise is like this really weird. You're the one cheating. I know, I know. Moral high horse. And so he fires her at that moment. And he was like, Yeah, you're fired. And don't you dare try to tell the boss about this affair or anything, because I have all those text messages. And do you know how that will look to future employers? That we had an affair and you got with My wife and like we're trying to befriend her You're insane Louise And he just like leaves super angry So now Louise's life is falling apart And she just went to Adele's house Now I'm not entirely sure why she went back to their house I don't know maybe she wanted to talk to Adele about what's been going on whatever The case may be she shows up at the house She starts knocking on the door and nobody's Answering the door now it's around 2.30pm She should be home like she knows she mm-hmm. should be home So she starts kind of like peeking through the window That's right next to the front door and and she sees Adele just like knocked out on a couch like this, but it didn't seem like she's napping. So she starts freaking out and banging on the window like Adele, Adele, are you okay? And I think maybe her trauma of having lost a loved one, she starts panicking and she breaks a glass open, unlocks the door, rushes inside, and she starts shaking Adele. And Adele won't wake up and shaking her more. And then all of a sudden Adele wakes up and says, Louise, what are you doing here? And she's like, what, what? I thought you were dead. Like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, no, I'm just on some new meds, and they make me a little sleepy. So she's like, okay, well, do you want some tea, Louise? And so they go, and they start drinking some tea in the kitchen. And I think it seems like Louise is trying to tell her about the affair, like just trying to come clean about everything. And the first thing that she leads with is that she was fired from her job. And Uh she's like, oh, my God, Louise, don't. I will talk to David about it. I don't know what's going on in his mind i mean that's insane why would he fire you yeah that's crazy and she's like well it's not really crazy the truth is and adele just bonks her head and she's like what were you saying
1: what do you mean bonks her head just
0: like bonks her head and she's like what were you saying <laughs> and so louise is like what meds are you on and she's like I don't know I got some new meds there in my medicine cabinet They're making me a little fuzzy So uh. Louise is like "Where, where is your Medicine cabinet and she walks Over she opens it up and she's like Oh my god Adele these are all Really intense sedatives why are you on So many sedatives and Adele's like they're for my anxiety I think Adele This isn't normal like no one's gonna put you On like fucking horse sedatives For anxiety Well I don't know he handles all of that and so louise sits down and she's like okay adele when did this all start i think i started going on meds when we were in brighton um he had an affair with this lady her name is marianne and she ran this little coffee shop called the cozy cafe yeah it's really cozy all right and um we just moved after the affair to get a fresh start and then I got more meds, and it seems like it's not really a fresh start. He just doesn't even want to be home. And Louise is like, "You, you just need to leave him, Adele. This doesn't make sense. Like, I know that you don't work, but you've got money, and I mean, it, it, none of this makes sense, Adele." <sighs> Louise, it's not that simple. It's complicated. He's got a whole file on me, you know, a whole giant file, and with my history of my parents dying, with me being institutionalized. And, you know, he's a psychiatrist, so he can write whatever he wants on his file about my mental state. There's no way. There's no way he's going to let me leave. There's no way he's going to let me take some money. I'm just going to be in a mental institution if I try to leave him. And I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe, Maybe he's right. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. So at the end of the episode, we see Rob at the bottom of the well. Just like, there's no flashback, nothing. It's just Rob at the bottom of the well with the watch that was supposed to be David's.
1: The Rolex. He's wearing it? No. Oh, the watch is also through, through. Yeah. Into it.
0: So he's just at the bottom of the well. So he's dead. Now, Adele, during all of this, I don't know if she started having like a mental breakdown, but she starts doing heroin. Mm-hmm. And so anytime David would go to work, he starts doing heroin. Louise, she's just really concerned about Adele. She thinks that David is like this evil, just protective, probably like this money scammer. According to Rob's journal, I mean, everything was signed over to David. He's a psychiatrist. He keeps a, a file on his wife. I mean, that's there's so many different ethical reasons why you shouldn't do that. So Louise decides she still has the key to the office. She never turned it in. So she runs to the office in the middle of the night she disarms the alarm system and she goes through his desk and gets the thick ass file about Adele and she brings it straight to Adele it's the last 10 years of her medical history her mental health history all of that jazz and Adele asks her if she read anything in it and Mm -hmm. she's like well I mean I just made sure that it was your file but I, I didn't like read every page or anything and Adele is like wow thank you thank you for bringing me this and She says, well, I I did read one thing. Louise tells her that she read one part of it from a couple years back. And it just said that Marianne decided not to press charges. Thank God. So why would the person that, you know, he had an affair with press charges? And Adele says, oh, I mean, I confronted her. I found out about the affair. I went to her cafe and I confronted her. I mean, wouldn't you? I feel like anyone would. And she said that I was harassing her. And so we just moved, we wanted to get a clean start, but it wasn't really a clean start. Can I show you something, Louise? And so she brings Louise upstairs to see the giant forest painting, and she's mm-hmm. looking at it, and she says, that's the back of our estate, the castle. And ugh, I loved it there, I I wish I could go back. It's in Scotland, and it's beautiful. I mean, just so much fresh air, so many beautiful trees well why don't you go back i don't know david refuses to sell the property and he refuses to even visit so it's just sitting there i think it's because david killed rob and so louise is like wait what the 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 rob that i'm reading his notebook it it doesn't make sense so after i got out Okay. After I got out of the mental hospital and Rob got out, he said that he was going to visit me and I was was so excited and they were going to finally meet each other and they are the most two important people in my entire life So I'm at the castle, I'm at the estate I'm getting things ready Rob gets there, we spent like a week together and then David, he came from uni you know, because university so he was in school so he came, we spent the entire week together and I woke up one morning and David said that Rob just left And that didn't make sense because he was supposed to stay for another week. I told him he could stay as long as he wanted and Rob would never just leave. He didn't even say bye. He didn't even wait till I woke up. Like, why would he just leave? I tried to find him. I tried to hire people to track him down and no one could find Rob after that. He just, he just vanished. And so Louise goes back home thinking, did I just sleep with a man who's married, but also a killer with the fork? So she goes home, she starts lucid dreaming. And during this dream, she finds herself watching her son sleep, like in her dream. And she noticed that on the nightstand, his cup was tipped over and there was just water dripping on his nightstand. And she's thinking about it and she wakes up all of a sudden. Now what's interesting is you get this weird camera perspective of it seems like someone is watching Louise. It's no longer like, like, like a regular TV show shooting. It seems like someone's watching Louise. So Louise is looking around, and she goes into her son's room just just to check on him, and she sees the cup is tipped over. And she's like, that's really weird.
1: Where's the son?
0: Sleeping. But the cup is tipped over, just like in her dream. And so she goes onto the computer, and she starts looking up Rob. Rob. You know, she's trying to get in contact with him, make sure that he's alive and he's not dead somewhere. And nobody can find him. Nobody has any contact with him, right? And meanwhile, Adele and David are going through a shit show. So David finds out that the file was stolen. He confronts Louise. Louise tells him that she gave it to Adele. So he confronts Adele and he keeps telling her, how do you always seem to know things that you're not supposed to know? So this to the audience is kind of insinuating, like maybe this whole lucid dreaming, you can be in a place in real time in your dream. Because the whole thing with Louise, you know, her son, she saw the nightstand. There was water tipped over. She goes to check up on him. There's water tipped over. It's not so it's that like she's a just...
1: superpower.
0: Yeah, almost like astral projection, that's what they call it, where your soul leaves your body and you can travel in your soul, but your body stays where it is. So she's like a little bit confused. David is insinuating that Adele knows way too much than she actually should, and he says that he wants to divorce her. And she gets super pissed, and she's like, you can never leave! Now we get another flashback to Adele and Rob, and they are lucid dreaming together. So he comes to the castle, he's amazed at everything. Like, it's kind of like a really wholesome moment. He's like, Adele this is insane and she's like yeah yeah but like you can stay as long as you want i've got the whole place to ourselves it'll be fun you know i mean she really doesn't care and rob was like "Uh, no 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 it's like i don't want to overstay my welcome and he's looking around and he's like people live like this and she's like come come so they have this little room with two twin beds and they lay there and they start dreaming right they start practicing their lucid dreaming and she says i want to show you something interesting I haven't been able to do this with anyone else, but I think you're the only one that I would ever want to, and you're the only one that I think that can. But it's called astroprojecting. And so they lay in bed, and you see something leave their body.
1: So now it's turning into a...
0: Yeah, and traveling through the castle. So they wake up, (laughs) and you see the souls entering their body again. And they wake up, and he's like, that was... Gnarly and she's like yeah yeah It's crazy no and they're like spending the rest Of the week together so they're waiting for David to come home From university but they're just enjoying their time Right uh-huh. and he's googling he's googling Astro projecting and he's like okay So it means when a soul separates From your physical form and you Can maybe travel or be in two places At once but obviously your body's Still sleeping so the show doesn't Really go in depth about it the only rules are That you have to have been There before to visualize where you're going like where your soul is going like you can't it can't just be like oh i'm going to paris when you've never been to paris right like you have to have been there before you have to have seen it before mm-hmm. and it's like a muscle so in the beginning it's a little bit slower you can only go so far and then eventually you can go further and that's when adele confesses to rob and says that the night that her parents died she probably would have been able to save them but she had learned astro projecting when she was really young and she was never allowed out of the castle and so she would use it. Anytime she would go with her parents, she would look around. And at night she would astro project and she would go to these places just to see like how other families live and what people are doing out there. And it takes time for her soul to come back into her body. And because of that difference in time, she didn't wake up before it was too late.
1: And that's what she was looking around at Louise's house.
0: So wh- what about David? Does he know? No, no he's like way too practical he like wants to be a doctor and I, I don't want to worry him I feel like he's gonna think I'm crazy And Rob's like well I don't, I don't think you're crazy And so they start lucid dreaming together they start trying to practice astro projecting together and then finally David comes to the castle he's done with university and he drives up and you know Adele runs into his arms and she introduces him to Rob and Rob you can tell he's almost like God this guy's handsome like he looks like Christian gray and he's like like kind of nervous it seems like and shocked and just shaking his hand and they immediately start hitting it off so all of them are cooking dinner together they're just having fun and you know rob would say things like i I was really worried and i thought maybe you wouldn't like me and david's like well i was worried too like if you get a call from your girlfriend saying he just she just met an amazing guy but you seem really nice And he was like, yeah, and I thought you were just a shitty bloke, like, just trying to get our money. But anyways, they just get along really well. And they even talked about maybe Rob can live in the castle with them and he can cook for them because they were going to hire someone. Mm -hmm. And it's better than Rob being, like, wherever, you know, his family was. And he was like, I love that. And they were all just really, really ecstatic. Now, Louise, she starts calling around and she gets in contact with Rob's sister and asks about Rob. And she says, Oh, God, I haven't seen him in maybe like 10 years. One day he left, said he was going to go visit a friend at a castle somewhere, stole some cash from our mom's purse, never came back. But honestly, he was not worth looking for. So she hangs up. And she immediately starts Googling about Adele. And what she finds is very interesting. A lot of police at the time and a lot of press were very suspicious about the whole situation, David and Adele, a suspicious fire. They thought it could be arson. I mean, a lot of a lot of press was questioning, he just happened to walk by and saw Adele and there was a fire and saved Adele in this ginormous castle. I mean, how do you even know where people's rooms are, right? What made it even worse is that Adele's family disapproved Of David and Adele's relationship And David's family were going through Financial hardship at the time So the investigators were really convinced That this was not just a normal fire So she finds out the main investigator's name From all of these press and she starts Like mailing him a letter, she printed out a letter Saying you were investigating the fire At this massive castle, you thought Farm boy David was a part of it Mm -hmm. Well let me tell you, there was a guy named Rob who went missing I think he might be in that farm Somewhere on the estate, his dead body And I think maybe David killed him so she mails this letter she post mails it Wait. Louise? Louise, she's like getting involved in all of she's this She's trying to
1: expose uh, David David. So
0: she mails this letter, she comes home and she falls asleep And this time you see that Louise starts astro projecting without even wanting to And she goes through her apartment and to her neighbor's apartment who is also her babysitter mm-hmm. And she sees that her neighbor is watching TV, a specific show, wearing certain clothing And she wakes up again So her son actually is shaking her awake and she can hear Mommy, please wake up, please, please wake up And so her little soul travels from the neighbor's apartment back into her house back into her body and that's when she wakes up and she's like what's going on and he's just saying i don't know like you fell asleep and then i woke up and you wouldn't you wouldn't wake up mommy i was like so scared why wouldn't you wake up and she's like it's okay sorry and she oh my god
1: that's what yeah adele was doing
0: and so she grabs her cup and she goes over to the neighbor's house and she asks sorry i ran out of coffee do you mind if i get some for tomorrow and her neighbor's like i only have the shitty kind so so she goes into her kitchen and she sees the same show is on, the neighbor is wearing the same clothes, everything is in the same, like her remote is in the same part, everything. And so she takes the coffee, she goes back into her apartment, and she starts remembering everything that she thought was just Adele's intuition. Did Adele, Adele seemed to know things. Adele came to her apartment, Adele that day, when she was on the couch, I thought she was dead. Was she astro-projecting?
1: Wait, did Adele teach her how to astro-project? Why would Adele teach her that then?
0: You'll see. Oh my god. Adele probably knew who I was before we even bumped into each other. And so she's like, that lying bitch! So now, Louise is going from being hating David to team... David, I hate Adele. Mm Because she's like, this, this. Knew way more than she was saying so this Bitch is she was setting me up for something She was maybe she wanted me to Send this letter to the police how do I even Know that Rob is dead what's Mm -hmm. going on so She immediately tracks down Marianne because Remember she had mentioned the last person That he had an affair with was named Marianne And she worked at a cafe called cozy Cafe in Brighton so she tracks Down the cozy cafe in Brighton she travels To Brighton and she says are you Marianne And she's working at the cafe and she's like yes And she's like please can I talk to you About the Fergusons Mm Mm-hmm She looks like she doesn't want to talk, but she sits outside, and she says, (sighs) Marianne tells Louise, the Fergusons, well, David, he came in first, and he was kind of like a regular. He would sit there every single morning with his coffee, and he just seemed really lonely, just really sad. And so obviously, being a regular, we all, you know, started talking to him, all the employees, myself included, and he was really nice, and then eventually Adele came by and I had no idea it was Adele at the time. She never mentioned, you know, so mm-hmm. I just thought it was another customer. And she would sit there drinking her peppermint tea. And it was almost like she was like studying the place. Just mm-hmm. really, um, really nosy, maybe. Mm-hmm. And one day David comes back in and he starts asking me about, is it possible to know everything about someone but still not know who they are? and he just kept insinuating that he doesn't feel like he knows his wife like his wife is getting a little weird so she was like, listen, you don't stay in a relationship if you're miserable I gave him some friendly advice I got out of my last relationship, even though I was miserable because I tried to make it work, but it just doesn't work sometimes now that night, Adele showed up at my house and I was confused, I opened the door, I said, who are you? Do I know you? Uh, I remembered her from the coffee shop and I was like, do we know each other? you were at the coffee shop And she just told me, stay out of my marriage. He belongs to me. Stop talking to him. Stop giving him advice. He doesn't need your advice. I know what you said to him and you need to stay out of our lives. You're making it difficult. So she leaves. And I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, what's wrong with this girl? So then the next day, David shows up acting like he has no idea about that conversation. He has no idea that his wife stopped out at my house. And he's just complaining about his wife some more. So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Like, fuck this wife. And so I told him straight up, you need to leave your wife. She sounds toxic. And I go home that night. And all hell broke loose. I walk into my apartment. And the first thing that I normally do is I feed my cat and I couldn't find my cat anywhere and so I make my way upstairs thinking my cat's upstairs and in blood was slut written on the walls and everything was overturned furniture was broken I mean it was just a shit show so then I get a knock on the door and you know my cat was alive I I see my cat I don't know where the blood was from I get a knock on the door and it's Adele and Adele just says it must be so scary living alone because if someone wants to find a way in they could find a way in And if something happens to you, who's gonna feed your cat? Also, I think you lost this. And she hands her a kitchen knife from her own kitchen. And she walks away. So Marianne, she immediately calls David. She's like, I'm gonna call the police right now, but I just thought you should know that your wife is about to get arrested because what the fork is wrong with her? She did all of this in my house. And David was like, please, please, please don't press charges. Like, we will just move away. We'll forget all of this happened. Please, please, please. There's just something wrong with my wife. I'll fix it. We'll move away. You'll never see from us. And she's like, no, absolutely not. That's not okay. I'm gonna call the police. And that's when she said that David switched. He suddenly said, well, it's your word against hers. There's no evidence, is there? So she was like, what is wrong with you? But she realized that David didn't seem evil. David seems scared of his own wife. And she tells Louise, I don't know how you're involved with that couple, but you need to get out as fast as you can because there's something very wrong with that woman. And so Louise wants to meet back up with David and they meet at a train station, which is interesting because it seems like a random train station that probably Adele has never been to. Mm-hmm. So they meet at a train station and David's pissed. Cause he's like, why are you even calling me? I want you out of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And Louise is like, listen, I think something's wrong with your wife. I think she's clinically insane. I think I, think I know why she knows things that she's not supposed to know. And mm-hmm. so Louise starts telling him all these crazy things. I went up, I met up with Marianne. She said all of these things. And she's like, and I know about Rob." And so we get Rob and David's flashback. So David has a flashback to him meeting Rob and Rob seemed really into David, like just really, really sweet. Didn't seem to hate him at all. So I just don't know why David would have any incentive to kill Rob. Like that's kind of like the vibe that you get. And the one thing that was really odd is that Rob accidentally astro projected and saw David and Adele doing it. And he was just kind of like grossed out that he did that. And David, he gets a phone call one day while he's at university when he's super young and it's from Adele. And he's frantically driving back to the castle and she's crying. She meets him out front and they walk into the kitchen and she says, I just didn't know what to do. It was my first time. It was my first time. And he says, it's your first time. What? He, he, I felt so shitty. Rob Rob felt like he didn't belong here and he started doing heroin. And I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know he started doing heroin again because he was stressed out. He felt like... He felt like we were gonna kick him out soon and he he asked me to do heroin with him and it was it was my first time and so i didn't want to make him feel shitty so i i did heroin and then he overdosed david asks adele like do you think he overdosed your friend rob overdosed on purpose i don't know maybe maybe he was maybe he didn't want to be help maybe he wanted to continue to do drugs but anyway he overdosed and i panicked and i i i dragged his body into the well and so he's like, we got to call the cops. We have to call the police. And she says, no, we can't. While I was dragging his body into the well, the watch that I gifted you that I was wearing, it dropped into the well. And with, with my history, people are already looking at us. At the suspicious fire. I was in the mental institution. Your watch is down there. They're going to think that we killed him. They're going to think that you, you killed him. And I don't want you to go to jail. And I don't want to go back to that mental hospital. And so David is actually having this flashback So we see it happen, but he's kind of telling Louise what happened, right? So he's like, oh, well, Rob didn't, like, I didn't kill Rob Like, this is what happened to Rob If anything, maybe Adele killed Rob Because I came home after the fact And I wanted to call the police And she kept saying, telling the police won't bring him back But it'll separate us They're gonna take you away from me I'm gonna be back at the mental hospital All of these things And so David thought, you know what? Maybe I can learn to live with it So he continued on with his life And it was so hard, I mean he would just have all of these thoughts and these memories and he just felt guilty and ashamed but for some reason Adele she wasn't going through it with him it's like it never happened it's like her best friend died but it didn't really phase her at all and I kept trying to leave but she kept telling you know me that she'll go tell the cops that I killed him because that's my watch down there that I killed him out of jealousy out of spite and so I just constantly stayed but I mean, you, you made the choice, Louise. You sent that letter to the police and I'm just going to go tell them everything. Like, I'm done. I'm done hiding. Like, I don't want to be in this relationship. She's going to kill me. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go to Scotland and I'm going to tell that police everything. And so he's at the train station. and He's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, Okay. And she's like, okay, like, love you, bye. I guess they, like, forgive each other. And he hops on a train to go rat himself out to the Scottish police, right? Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, Louise got her own plan. She picks up her son from school and immediately drops him off at the husband's house and says that mommy's got some stuff to do this weekend, but I'll pick you up later. She goes back to home to her, her house and she starts looking around and she's going, Adele, Adele, are you there? And a couple minutes later, Adele calls her and says, did you ask for me? And Adele starts confronting her about forking her husband and she says, yeah, I was there. I watched you fork my husband and I thought I just wanted, I just wanted you to hate David. I just wanted you to be on my side, to be my friend. But no, you would feel guilty, but you would still keep forking the man that I love. And that's when Louise is like, well, guess what, Bates? The man that you love is on his way to Scotland right now because I sent a letter to the investigators telling them that David killed Rob. And Adele starts freaking out because it seems like Adele probably really, really loves David still for some odd, strange reason. And she was like, why would you do that? No, that hes they're going to take him away from me. And she starts screaming, fuck you on the phone like a crazy like a episode like she's she's losing her mind right like it was an insane yelling session and she Mm -hmm. hangs up the phone so then Adele has a flashback to the last day that she saw Robert so maybe this is going to tell us about the heroin thing right like Mm -hmm. did he overdose and he was in the bath doing heroin and she brought him a box like this really beautiful box and she says something to keep your heroin in and he said oh Well, now I have something to remember you by, and she's like, what do you mean? Why do you have to remember me by it? He says, I think I should leave. No, Rob, why would you leave? no it's just it's gonna get weird and I'd rather leave with good memories than make it get weird I mean you guys have this beautiful life this beautiful fairy tale and I'm just gonna get in the way of it eventually it's just gonna be weird having me here so I'm gonna remember you by this and she's like no no please just stay like you can stay as long as you want do you know how many rooms we have like if you stay on that side of the house like I'll never see you mm-hmm. and he's like no Adele, it's it's weird." Do you want to try something before I leave, though? And so she's like, what? Let's try something new. I want to show you something. And they walk into the forest together. So Adele, in real time, she starts writing a note and it says, It all started with a fire, so it's kind of fitting that it all ends with one. It's kind of like history repeating itself, I guess. I am the one that put Rob's body in the well. David had nothing to do with it. His only crime was protecting me. David deserves to have love and he's a good man. I held on to him for too long and I can admit to what I've done, but I can't face the consequences." And she signed a suicide note. And she texts Louise, so Adele texts Louise, and she said, You are right, I have to make things right, and maybe now David can be happy that I'm gone for good. I was your friend, Louise. Please remember that. I was your friend. And Adele texts Louise that and she starts pouring gasoline on the house. Now, Louise, she has a flashback while she's reading these text messages to her nightmare. So we can kind of assume that someone that she loved had taken their lives and mm-hmm. now she's like, oh my god, this is gonna happen again. Like, even if she hates Adele, like, no, you can't, like, take your life. So mm-hmm. she rushes on over to Adele's house and she's banging on the door, knocking on the door, and you know how she had broken in last time? Well, they had replaced the window and now it's, like, a dense window, I guess. So mm-hmm. she, like, can't break in and she's freaking out and she sees smoke accumulating and she's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So she's sitting. There and she's like, I know what I can do. I can I can try to help. And so she starts pinching herself, counting her fingers. Meanwhile, Adele is inside the house, t- doing heroin. So it seems like she's trying to take heroin to like pass away. And so she Louise is outside on the front step, counting her fingers. You know, imagining the door, and she starts astro projecting into the house. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, Adele, she's leaving her body too. She's astroprojecting.
1: Oh they can meet each other. Yeah, as spirits.
0: Yeah. now Louise is looking inside the house. She's like trying to fix things. Meanwhile, Adele's astro projection enters Louise's body.
1: Oh, you can't even do that.
0: And Louise oh. walks into the house somehow is able to get in and goes to Adele's body. Now Adele's body somehow has Louise's spirit. Cause I guess when you're like a spirit wandering around, like you need to have a body, you can't just like, you know, have two spirits in one. And so now we have Louise Adele. So Louise's soul inside of Adele's body and Adele soul inside of Louise's body.
1: So okay. I'm going to call
0: it Louise Adele and Adele Louise. It's
1: so confusing.
0: Okay, so now at this point, Adele's body can't get up it's Louise yeah and she starts talking and she says what's going on what's going on and she sees herself entering the room uh-huh. and she's like Adele is that you why why am I in your bed
1: okay how did the other girl walk in
0: I don't know maybe I don't know home.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway so she walks in and she's like what's going on why what is happening mm-hmm. why can't I move And Adele's spirit inside of Louise's body tells her, that's kind of what happens when you do heroin for the first time. I guess like maybe your body is used to it, but your spirit's not, so you can't move. And she starts getting her bucks and getting more heroin. And she starts injecting Adele's body with Louise's spirit. And the last words that Adele's spirit in Louise's body tells her is, you have no idea the shit that I went through to earn this. It's mine. And kills Louise Adele and drags Adele's body outside the house now with the suicide note okay and the cops. she can hear the cop sirens and she's holding Adele's body but it's Louise and she starts crying acting as if I just lost my dear friend in a fire So at this point, Louise goes back home, but it's Adele. So Adele's spirit is inside of Louise now. Adele, Louise. The police think that everything is settled, you know? Adele admitted to killing Rob. Rob is dead. They find Rob's body, all of that jazz. Yeah, in the well. And, you know, Adele is dead. So makes sense. David's free to go. Uh He didn't do anything. She confessed to it. They had a fire. All of that jazz. She overdosed. I mean, it makes sense, right? Uh Now, Adele, spirit, inside of Louise's body. She goes home. She's trying to, you know, find some things. It looks like she has no idea where anything is. Uh She also goes into the mirror and says, I'm Louise Barnsley. I have a son named Adam who's seven years old, and he's my entire life. And she keeps repeating it in like the tones that Louise uses, not just, you know, saying things. She uses her phone navigation to get to Adam's dad's house. Uh And this is when you get an inkling. It's almost like the movie Us. Uh Like the dad opens the door and he's like, oh my God, I heard. I heard your friend died in the fire. Like, are you okay? I'm good. Where's my son? And you hear Adam screaming, mommy! And he stops because she's not smiling. She's not trying to hug him. She's just looking at him. He says, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine, son. Let's go. And Adam looks really skeptical about his own mom and walks with his mom and they go back home. Now, at this point, Louise and David make up and they start making out and they want to get married. Mm -hmm. But it's Adele. Yes. So he's like,
1: David has no idea. David
0: has no idea. So he's going to remarry his wife. But while that is happening, we have a flashback. To when Adele and Rob went out into the forest, right? Yes. Well, he taught her that you can... He wants to try something new with Adele. That you Uh can actually swap bodies. And he wants to try for five minutes to see if it even works. And so they go out into the forest. They lay down and they swap bodies. So now Adele is inside of Rob's body. And Mm -hmm. Rob is inside of Adele's body. Uh Uh-huh. And Adele wakes up. But it's Rob. And he says, can't believe it fucking worked. And he looks... And Rob is laying there with Adele's soul. Uh And she's saying, wait, Rob, what's going on? I don't like this. I feel really weird. Can we not do this anymore? I feel really weird. And Rob's soul inside of Adele's body injects Adele's soul with Rob's body with heroin. And says, I'm sorry, but I can't go back to living the way I used to anymore. Not Uh after all the things you've showed me. Okay. And he throws her down the well. But it's Rob's body, but he throws Adele's spirit down the well with the watch and calls David and says, I don't know what to do. Can you please come home? So David
1: is clueless.
0: Clueless.
1: Oh, man. Poor man.
0: Yeah. So now we find out that it's not Adele Louise. It's Rob Louise. (laughs) And so we also find out that Rob had a sick fascination. It seems like he genuinely did like David. So I don't know if he was bisexual or gay, but he had mentioned to the nurse that he likes dicks, anyways. You know, um, and like when you see him meet David, like I said, it's almost like he's enamored. Like, wow, this guy's really handsome. Oh. He's, you know, really nice. So
1: he does like. He him.
0: does really love David, and oh. he loves being rich. And a lot of questions, you know, I had that I found out on Reddit was like, why didn't he just swap bodies with um, David? But it's like, because you can't, you have to both be astro projecting. Like, this doesn't yeah. just happen. You can't just enter someone's body, you know?
1: That's why he was so excited when he Luis, found out. Luis, yeah. Luis.
0: What? So they get married. So David gets married to Rob again. In Louise's body. So after their marriage, she's in the wedding dress and they're driving. And David's like, where should we go for our honeymoon? And then um, she's like, anywhere. And you see Adam, her son in the back, just looking miserable. And she says, why don't we go on a cruise? Mom, you hate boats. And she looks back at her son and says, sometimes people change. And that was the end
1: what that's pretty good
0: despite the despite the astro rejection
1: yeah oh man it
0: was a lot because i genuinely thought someone was a serial killer you know when she kept saying like are we no he kept saying are we gonna have to move again oh i kept thinking maybe you're going around killing people
1: if i think back from the beginning i guess everything else will make sense Mm Mhm. oh that's good
0: yeah I feel like it is a weird... I don't know. I heard the book is good. The show is good. But it's like everything is saved for the 11th hour. Yeah. So it kind of is like this satisfying but really not satisfying. But wouldn't that
1: be more fun to watch it for the second time to pick up all the little clues?
0: But it's so slow that I feel like it's not it's not as intricate of a plot. So I feel like you're not sitting there like watching a Marvel movie like fucking Easter egg, Easter egg. It's kind of like, yeah, there are some shots that look like, oh maybe you're seeing it less from a camera perspective and more from an astral projections perspective. Ah. But other than that, I don't think there's like any crazy like, oh my fucking god. Did you see that? That's connected to this, and this is connected to that.
1: Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> so like that, that is
0: the six-parter of Behind Her Eyes. Now can you see why I couldn't do a two-parter? Yeah. Even though this one is massively long. There was just nothing covered in like the first hour of even this video. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's video. Let me know in the comments. And make sure to check out June Shine. I'm going to leave a link for you to get 20% off the 18-pack bestsellers. Because there's, oh my god, it's so good. You need, to, cheers, mate.